DJ Dubs. There's something else I ask you. I ask for you to pray for this great nation. The hideouts. We did not authorize assassination squads. We did not authorize the resurrection of COINTELPRO. We did not authorize the repeal of the Bill of Rights. We did not authorize the revocation of the Constitution. We did not authorize national identity cards. We did not authorize the eye of Big Brother to peer from cameras throughout our cities. We did not authorize an eye for an eye. We did not authorize this administration to wage war anytime, anywhere, anyhow it pleases. We did not authorize war without end. We did not authorize. 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 We did not Come on, baby, let's dance. Welcome into the Hideout 106.7 WJFK. That open sure is long. <laughs> Sorry, Cam. Let's do this damn thing. I forgot. I'll do it tomorrow. Yeah. I promise. Um, again, I am El Jefe. That is my best friend, J-Dubs. Back in the back, taking your phone calls, Oddball and Tommy Bateman. 866-277-4969, 866-277-4969. As well, we also want to chat with you via the Internet. AOL for Broadband Instant Messenger is JFK Hideout. Uh, the email is jfkhideout at AOL.com. The website, which has all of the pertinent information, is radiohideout.com. That's so funny. Remember I told you... I believe we should change the open as it is, but for some reason, Cameron Cameron Gray, our operations manager, has such has his panties in such a wad about the length of our show open. Yeah, he's uh, been, been on the warpath about it for a little bit. I went and talked to him today right off the bat when I walked in, and he's like, dude, I'm having a bad day. You guys wearing a pink shirt today. <laughs> I go, you wake up in the morning, you put that shirt on, you automatically know you're having a bad day. Dude, it's so funny to be upstairs with comedic geniuses like Rob Spiewak and Fez Watley whenever, um, because it was right after, it was during the switchover, Don and Mike run a Fez, and uh, Rob is in there just busting on Cameron's shirt <laughs> and how he thinks he saw that same color at Home Depot it's called Left Reds in the Wash or something or other. Just really, really funny stuff. Him and uh, Fez just riffing back and forth all at the expense of Cameron. And i got to be honest with you, that makes me happy. Uh, <laughs> um, 866-277-4969. And, and Cameron's thing was, hey, look, I'm wearing a pink shirt. It's not a shirt, it's a blouse. But, but all the chicks here like it. Uh, every single chick here is yeah because you're the boss. <laughs> every chick here has come up and complimented me. At the same time, every guy has come up and called me uh, some sort of a mo or something like that. And we yeah, have, uh, girls like gay friends. They're not threatened by them. No, that's actually the way it works. Now uh, today on the Run and Fish show, they did a game of uh, <laughs> did it happen on the hideout or did it happen at Abu Ghraib? Uh, like all the homo hazing that happened. In in Iraq at their uh, prison camps, or did it happen on the hideout? Yeah, now, I heard that. That was about seven thirty or so. Yeah, it was pretty funny, and I don't, I didn't think we were that gay until I look over the stuff we have uh, that we can go over for the week. Let me see here: transsexuals in the Olympics. <laughs> 
<laughs> this is some of the stuff we have lined up for you. Let me see. What else do we have? Hey, let me say this, um, though. Ever since we started the show at a weeknight basis, the show is not nearly as queer. Now, I don't know if we can even say this. Pube pulling wars? I think that's okay. Okay. <laughs> we can get into that. And that's actually something that we can do. In fact, you know what? We're going to have... I know when we can do that. We have a very big... In fact, I think I can go ahead and say it. I think it's okay to say it. If not, Jack, too bad. You already told me we got it so we can do it. We're going to have Girls Gone Wild prize packs. And we've been told that we also get stuff for the staff. How about the first thing for the Girls Gone Wild as we do uh, pupil wars? You think that would be fun? Yeah, that'd be a blast. <laughs> I don't even understand how we do that. What we, do, we yank our own, or do we I each other? Ironically, or? that was the brainchild of Matt Albert. Oh. So, and who, by the way, is a fat, disgusting turd of a man. He promised that he was going to be in the hideout. In fact, it's a privilege. I can't tell you how many people we turn away from, hey, I just want to come in and hang out for two hours and blah, blah, blah. And we have given Matt the opportunity because he is a very, very funny guy. He's the top hideout pass holder. We don't even, not just, we uh, we say, okay, you can come in. We ask him to come in sometimes. Because he's a funny dude. We have fun with him. And he said, I'm going to be in here tonight. We're going to do a whole bunch of stuff. What do I do with all the grape soda I bought? Now the fat bastard says he can't get a ride. And that's the problem. You can't depend on a 19-year-old jobless, driver's licenseless virgin. It's just not dependable. It just doesn't work out that way. Hey, let's go over that list real quick of stuff that Fez compiled oh. of hideout gay things versus the gay things that happened at the Iraqi prison. All right. All right, so the things in the Iraqi prison. Stack men on top of each other naked. Pull fingers or put fingers uh, in bad places and then have to use the fingers as lollipops. Handcuffed men to beds. Male stripping with bags over their head, led around naked with a leash, uh, wore tightly, wore tidy whities on head. I can't believe we haven't done that, to be perfectly honest yeah. with you. Sat on top of a naked man, mm -hmm. and then forced simulated oral. All right, all of this, our uh, troops did over in Iraq to these prisoners. Yeah, it doesn't seem that bad compared to what we do. Now let's go over the hideout list. Sit in a room with their shirts off. Eh, it's not too bad. Tuck their junk and run around. I actually want to bring that back because... Yeah, that, that goes with the uh, what I read before, the transsexuals in the Olympics. Well, this happened because our buddy Shafee, our Wait, Tuck and trot, roll and jump? Yes. Okay. Now, originally, when Shafee was in town, he read this article, and we, got, we came up with the brainchild of the tuck and trot. We were like, we should make it like an actual Olympic event. We can do the tuck and trot. We can do the tuck and roll. We can do the tuck and jump. Just have all of these events that we compete in and try to crown the winner in the end. And we may still do that. Yeah. Inspect zits on buttocks. I uh, I vaguely remember that one. I believe we've seen your sh your ass and sideshows ass. Yeah. Um, put fingers in each other's nose. <laughs> that was seriously one of the most disgusting things. And that, I that believe... That was your idea. And yes, it was my idea. That, I believe, is the gayest thing that I have ever done personally. Really? I, to, to, to stick my finger in another man's nose is... There was nothing sexual about it, 
but there was just something there that was just completely... That was gayer than you competing in the male uh, wet t-shirt contest. Yes. Okay. Because that was more about my sexy body, not so much about um, entry. Um, spit on each other, which we did to Fidel, which, by the way, I'm so happy uh, that, we, uh, that we did that. And maybe that's the reason where um, he goes under anonymous names and posts stuff about us. Fine. Whatever. Uh, we still got that on your scoreboard, bitch. Perform Zach's on Mantle. I don't even want to get into that. That was before the whole FCC crackdown. Stuffed food in pants and made each other eat it. That was the pizza roll roulette where Sideshow had to eat a pizza roll that was put into my pants. <laughs> that forced a man, uh, forced man on man kissing. And you hear all this. That's a show I'd listen to. Yeah. I'll be perfectly honest. You mix that with... Well, you better hope so. You're hosting half of it. With some, uh, with some angry rock music and a lot of prizes. And that, my friend, is the hideout on 106.7 WJFK. I seriously... There's something about it. Even Ron said something about it being very jackass-esque. Yeah. And it is. It's jackass radio. Occasionally, we'll do the jackass radio. and uh, Occasionally. All right. So as much as we can, as much as we can think about it. I hate you. Hey, it wasn't my fault this time. It's never your fault. It wasn't my fault. Blame Frederick Crystal. It's Matt Albert. You fat sack. All right, here, where does Matt Albert live? Maybe someone in the audience will give him a ride. No. I'm tired of I'm tired of helping you. It's, I, it's time to help ourselves. I'm going to put pizza for plugs out there. Okay, go ahead. I want uh, a large pepperoni bacon pizza. If you bring it up, we'll plug your place. So plug whatever you want. Just bring up a large pepperoni bacon pizza. I swear. Pizza for plugs in full effect. 866-277-4969. We invited you in. You're nowhere to be found. What happened, Matt? Uh, Jay was supposed to be my ride. Who is Jay? We've got new listeners. Who is Jay? Crooked cop Jay, my cousin. Living in Frederick, right? Yeah, and uh, apparently he was on standby to serve some warrants, and he couldn't come. When do you think you can come into the hideout again? Beginning of next week, Monday, Tuesday. Not interested. You're banned. There it is. I've had it. You know it's not going to last. I've banished him for the rest of the week to the hideout holding cell. I'm, t I'm tired. You know, people are scratching at the doors to get into the hideout. Here we have this fat bastard who we try to get laid, who we try to do stuff for, and always letting us down. Constantly. And don't let me down out there. I want a large pepperoni bacon pizza, 866-277-4969. Fairfax Mike would have been here. Fairfax Mike, even if you want to bring me up some uh, bacon cheeseburgers, that's fine as well. 866-277-4969. There's nothing sadder than a DJ on the air who people are supposed to semi-respect begging for food. And yet, <laughs> and yet this is what you've done. You actually lived in Lansing off of this. Didn't oh, you? yeah. Yeah, I used to always beg for food. It was great. What What did you do? What was the best food you ever got when you were working in Lansing? Uh, the same stuff, pizza or burgers or something like that. Now, here's the thing. I can't believe you would actually eat pizza or food that listeners brought to you. I don't, I don't have anything against it. I know our listeners. They're good people. Wouldn't you be afraid? Mean, first of all, I'm afraid of people messing with my food whenever I'm out eating somewhere. But to know that a listener, it could even be someone who hates us and pretends to come in here and Why like give show. people ideas now? Because I don't want you to eat. I say bring your own food. 
like you with your uh, microwave dinners. At least I have my own food. At least I know if I spit, it's going to be okay. And now people are bringing it up. He ate a cicada. Dubs did. Yeah, exactly. He doesn't care what people do to his food. Exactly. There's no telling what you and your crazy Fowlerville friends did whenever you were out and about. Fairfax Mike, you're in the hideout on JFK. I have got to be the awesomest black man in the hideout now. I've got my own car. I'm not a virgin. And I can get anywhere I need to whenever I need to be there. And you always show up. You're dependable. And, and, and you bring up burgers. Can you do that tonight? <laughs> yeah, but, you know, I've some, I got, I got to tell you, Hefe, sometimes your food is vitamin fortified, if you know what I'm oh, saying. Oh, come on. That's fine. <laughs> That's fine. It tastes great, though. I'll be perfectly honest with you. Over, over on Thursdays. Yeah. Hey, I was... I was going to call you guys yesterday, but I got a great gang story. I'll have to tell you some other time if it takes up too much time. Well, give it to us now. We got nothing oh. but time. Dude, I tell you, we were, me and a good buddy of mine, I'll uh, call him Steve. He's about 6'6", uh, six, six, 300 pounds, easy. We're out one night, partying and everything. We pull up to 7-Eleven, and there's a group of 7 to 8, 16 to 17-year-old mixed you know, multicultural Fairfax action. So we get out of the car, and one kid runs up on me. He's like, hey, what you claiming? What you claiming? And I look at him like, what? Are you for real? So my buddy Jace, well, Steve, I mean, he starts laughing at this kid. And this kid, I'm no joking, he pulls out a box cutter. Huh. A box cutter, like he's going to rob me right in front of the 7-Eleven. So my buddy Steve reaches over, pops this kid, and his other friends take off running. We get this kid, we kick the crap out of him, we take his wallet, we take all of his money, we take his clothes, and we send him down the road. <laughs> you taught that little punk a lesson. Oh, yeah, dude, but I couldn't believe it, man. A box cutter. This is great. This goes back to last night when we had the guy, uh, Jared Lewis, on from No Gangs, uh, K-N-O-W-Gangs.com. Good for you standing up and protecting your community, man. Oh, I'm all about whipping some young kid butt. <laughs> all right. And, uh, and uh... At least he got some money out of it, too. He took his wallet. Dude, he had like 12 bucks in a, a pong cart or something like that. Hey, let me ask you this, Fairfax, Mike. You were talking about the gang being multicultural. Oh, yeah. Are there any particular gangs that you fear most? Like, there was always the, the Asian gangs and the Latino gangs and the black gangs, and you had the white polo club gangs. Well, the white people would probably, uh, probably scare you the most. There's a gang that I fear most. They, they drive around in uh, cruises and they wear, wear blue. And they got guns and sticks, and they can do whatever they want whenever they want. All right, now you're talking about five zero, the five zero. Okay, we love the Don't police. You them too? All right, no, thank All you. Right. Hey, you bring food up? <laughs> no. <laughs> hey, where, I'll bring some grubs up. Where is your right place, on. though? Seriously, tell, give a plug to Thursdays. That's a great place. Yeah. I went over there the other night. Uh, we're right up the street from you. One 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 eight four Lee Highway. All right, cool. All right, right across from the Boston Market over there. Yeah, exactly. That's right. All right, brother, we'll talk to you. Take it easy, folks. See ya. Man, just begging. I know. I, you do it all the time, too. Just one night that you aren't hungry, you bust on me for it. It just sounds really sad. Yeah, it does. It does. But I, I mean, last night you got punked into eating a cicada for HF Festival tickets. Tonight you're begging for food on the air. Yeah. Is that your character now? Yeah. I'm, I'm, the, I'm the sad sack now, at least for this week. I'm going to play that angle for this week, see how it works out. Hobo dubs. Mm -hmm. That's all you keep got. On, keep on trucking, dubs. I want, I want that tattoo, the hobo walking in the sunset with keep on trucking over it. Oh, speaking of tattoos. <laughs> Just like Tony Danza. We may have a tattoo artist lined up. We'll see. Um, we got to call and make sure. However, last night at the end of the show, our buddy Death Source, who is uh, active on RadioHideout.com, has a horrible story going through a horrible divorce, and his soon-to-be ex-wife, uh, he has her name tattooed on his body, 
he wants to get it covered up. So if you have a tattoo artist that you're really crazy about who would maybe want to come in here and get some free exposure in the hideout to help out one of your fellow listeners, uh, shoot us an email at jfkhideout.com or uh, also with some suggestions at Tattoo Places, 866-277-4969. Yeah, we are just looking to help this guy out. And also people on the board on RadioHideout.com have offered to donate money to him as well. And, and so he, can, he doesn't have to sell his Transformers. Yeah, he's, he's about to have to sell his Transformer collection. And the worst story out of all of this is that he wasn't sure whether or not the kid that his ex-wife just oh, had was his it's between him and ten guys it could have been him or ten other fathers and so this guy's just getting raked over and it's the hideout it's a little family that we're creating here in the late nights and so we're looking for a tattoo artist who can uh who can create something over uh over his uh his ex-wife's name that he put on eight six six two seven seven four nine six nine so we'll get into that dubs let me tell you this though you're lucky i'm here tonight why is that i almost died yesterday <laughs> I'm not kidding. I And you know what? I'll even say this, going back to Fairfax Mike's thing. I was almost, I believe, the victim of gang violence last night. Really? I swear to you, I was on the phone with Bateman when it happened. I almost died last night, and I'm going to tell you how I avoided it. And I'm even going to give you, the hideout listeners, you my friends right there, who are driving around, maybe it's in southeast D.C., Maybe you're rolling around in Manassas. Maybe you're in Silver Spring. I'm going to teach you how to stay alive when we get back from this break. Because I did it. I'm a walking testament to the fact that, that just being prepared a little bit can keep you alive. Next. You're such a pussy. <laughs> Next. In the hideout of 106.7 WJFK. We were talking about your mom, Dubs, and how she's probably done some really weird things to you. I want you to know that but not to be sometimes she listens to the show in the uh, illegal underground. Now I feel bad. <laughs> Don't now, worry about it. Now I feel bad. She's a whore. <laughs> the Hideout with LFA and J-Dubs. And now, 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 back to The Hideout. LFA and J Dubs on 106.7 WJFK. And welcome back into the hideout. I am LFA. That's my boy J Dubs. And your phone number is 866-277-4969. Ryan, you're in the hideout. 106.7 WJFK. Thanks for holding. What's going on? Uh, nothing. How you guys doing tonight, brothers? Well, cool, brother. How about you, man? I'm doing good. I was just calling to give you guys a reference for a tattoo shop. It oh. would be uh, Exposed Temptations in Manassas. Ah, okay, cool. Awesome. They're definitely the uh, best tattoo artists in the Northern Virginia area. I think our buddy Mix Loco has a hookup, and maybe even there uh, at that particular yeah, place. Yeah, I believe so. So maybe yeah. that, maybe that's going to be the place we go to. We go with then. So uh, for our buddy Death Source. Need yeah, I'm friends with all the, the owner and all the guys that tattoo there. They're all top-notch artists. Okay, beautiful. Outstanding. So, yeah, I would uh, try and uh, talk to a guy, Ron, there. He's, he does real well with cover-ups and stuff. All right, well, I tell you what, we'll put you on hold, and uh, we'll get all your information. Actually, that may not be the place that makes Loco has the hookup. Why not? I, I, I think it is. I think it's the... Uh... 
I think it just sent me just sent me an IM that would made me think that it's not. Oh, okay. <laughs> so I don't know. Whatever the case, I, I know we've used them before for something. Yeah, I think we have. So we'll, uh, we'll 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 talk to our buddy McSloco. We'll see what's going on with Ryan's guys. But whatever, it looks like Friday, Death Source, you're going to be in the hideout getting that nasty tattoo of your ex-wife covered up here uh, with your buddies in the hideout on 106.7 WJFK. All right, now people are asking me um, how they can prove themselves unlike that fat turd Matt Albert so they can hang out in the hideout. Uh, I don't know. We'll come up with some things. Or if you want to come up with something that you feel you can prove your loyalty, that you have earned the hideout pass, maybe we can do something like that. Matt Albert did it by just being a funny caller. But the, I'm, we spit in Fidel's face. So they're the extremes. Funny caller, spit in the face. We can make it all happen yeah. for you. Eight six six two seven seven forty nine sixty nine. All right, Dubs. Look at this face. Mm-hmm. This is a face you may have never seen again. Yeah. If it weren't for my brilliance last night. Okay. Right, here's what happened. So I'm driving home after the show. First of all, these hours are killing me. I'm not. I'm trying to do my best not to bitch about the hours that I'm working because it's late. A lot of people work long hours. So I'm not going to get into it too much, other than the fact that last night, driving home on the Beltway was tough. It was really to the point where I was on the verge of falling asleep many, many times. However I get off the Beltway, I, uh, I am in Silver Spring, and I pull up to a light, get stuck at a light. I know how you're sitting at the light, and you happen to glance over, and occasionally, like, you know, you just kind of look at the car next yeah. to you, see what's going on, and there was a group of guys in the car that all look at me, start looking at each other and start talking. And, of course, it's one of those things that whenever you look over, you kind of look back real quick because you don't want to make eye contact. You don't want to make it look like you're staring at them trying to uh, psych them out or something, try to give them the wrong impression. Exactly. You kind of make it one of those things where you look over, then you kind of glance away, and, you know, yeah. you start fiddling around with the radio. Yeah, this is definitely the first thing you go for is the radio, or you start, if you're me, you start lighting a cigarette. Or you start playing with your phone. And, ironically, it's the same thing I do to the panhandlers. There's nothing more. Oh, yeah. There's nothing more awkward than pulling up to that stoplight, and usually when you're like the first or second car, you're excited about it. But instead, you're the first or second car, and you're standing right there in front of the person holding up that sign. Yeah. That talks about how down on, down on their luck they are. And have you ever gone to the lengths of rolling up your window? Oh, definitely. Every time. Every time I roll up my window, turn up my radio, and if they start talking, I can't hear you. What? No, I don't have any. Or you turn up the music real loud. Yeah. Sometimes I just even put on my headset to my cell phone to act like uh, like I'm in the middle of a really important conversation. But anyway, so last night I'm sitting there. I do the quick glance over and uh, look back, think nothing of it. And I'm driving, and it's I'm still good maybe two or three miles away from my apartment. Well, I'm driving, and I notice the car... Kind of, it looked like it was going to go one way on the street and then turned to kind of follow me. I'm like, all right, well, whatever. Maybe they were lost, you know, yada, yada. I'm going down. 
And you know how it is near my apartment complex. You got to make a series of very specific turns. Yeah, especially the way you go. You, there's a there's a less turn way to get to your place, but the way you go is kind of back, and you have to take a series of turns quicker. But it's more. But it's curvy. complicated. Yeah, it's more complicated. Definitely. And very few people kind of take that same route, especially when it's one thirty in the morning. Well, all of a sudden. I pull into my little thing. I'm um, waiting at another stoplight before I'm ready to get to my apartment complex. The car rolls up behind me. In your complex? No, at the light behind. And okay. I'm like, okay, they've been following me for two miles. Maybe no big deal. I've never had this happen before because they followed me all the way from the loop to the, or the beltway, all the way to this light, but whatever. So then the light turns green, and I'm driving back into the little back street, and I'm about to roll up in my apartment complex, and it's the same thing. Now they're right behind me, kind of tailing me kind of fast. So now my heart starts beating a little bit. I'm thinking, all right, did I look at these guys wrong? Did they take a look at me? It's 1.30 in the morning. I'm all alone. You know, what's going on? Yeah. But whatever. Scary. Maybe they're going to keep going past me, although there would be no reason unless they lived in the neighborhood. So instead of turning into my apartment complex specifically yeah. I turned into the one after mine my, now here's the thing that I the thing that I believe saved my life is the fact whenever I'm driving and whenever I'm in any sort of a situation I'm always thinking of an out it doesn't matter if I am at the gym maybe sometimes at the gym I'm thinking wow what if there's a terrorist attack here at the gym how do I get out of this place? yeah because that's a main uh, point of al-qaeda they want to attack your but Jim. But the thing is, is that I'm always thinking of an out strategy in case something bad happens. It's a good thing to do. Yeah. You know what? I mean? You do it whenever you get on an that airplane. Is, it's what schizophrenics do. Possibly. Yeah. So anyway, I turn into this apartment complex, and the car turns in after me. That's frightening. And now I'm thinking, holy Christ. Scary. These guys are after me. Yeah. So and I'm on the phone with Naturally. Bates. I'm on the phone with Bateman at the time. Now I'm starting to feel like you're patronizing me a little bit. Wait, what do you want me to say? So as soon as I turn into the apartment complex, I speed off. As soon as I get over the one, as soon as I get over like the one speed bump that there is, I speed off and I go driving through like the giant parking lot and I'm driving around the block and the whole time I'm on the phone with Bateman, holy Christ, this gang is after me. They're following me. I don't know what I'm going to do. Seriously, I have no idea what's going on. Just just hang on a second. Keep talking to me. All right. Let me... Okay. Keep on going story because I got a few stories to tell you. So anyway, at the end, I finally, finally I'm driving around and I'm like, all right, they're gone. It looks like they're gone. I drove around the complex numerous times to make sure that they were nowhere around, that they hadn't parked somewhere, maybe waiting for me to get out, maybe waiting to beat my ass, take my laptop, steal my car. And after, I, after I'd driven around for like 15 minutes, while I was still dead-ass tired, I finally realized it was okay enough for me to stop, park the car, and then run to my apartment complex. So your chubby ass was booking to your apartment complex. Fiddling with the key, trying to get it in there, just stumbling. Bateman. Yeah. What was the fear like in my voice last night? You were like all freaked out, and you started kind of freaking me out. I started checking my rearview mirror. Like, and this is the thing. Every, Bateman lives in a world where it's all about him. I'm telling him about people following me, and he's like, oh, my God, I need to check my rearview mirror. 
I'm like, hold on a second, focus. It's not happening to you. It's happening to me right now. Put the blame on me. You were the one freaking out. I was just kind of getting freaked out just because you were so freaked out. I was like, oh, I wonder if everyone's going to be waiting for me outside my house now. I want to thank you for being a good buddy, though. The best part is, I wish I had this on tape, was when you got out of your car. This is all I heard. I heard your alarm go off when you opened the door. Then I heard you shut the door and go, <laughs> run into the door of your apartment. I was scared. I was seriously running for my life. The only time that I think I've run faster is whenever there's like this, uh, there's this like you know a lightning storm or something. Because I'm deathly afraid of lightning as well, and I, and I never want to be struck by lightning. Are you a dog? And so I was, I was sprinting, sprinting to my apartment complex with my keys in hand, ready to go, because I didn't want to get uh, gang banged. <laughs> All right, thank you. Thank you for being a friend. All right, I know exactly what happened last night. Because I've done it a million times. Me and our friend, me and my friends would drive around Lansing all the time, find someone alone, follow them, do this all the time, and like they would be driving like through the police parking lot, just going crazy. Just and finally we would get them stopped at a stoplight where they couldn't go for a while. We just walk up to the window. No, where Burger King's at? Shut up. That is like the series. That is. We followed this guy around one time for forty-five minutes, where he's just going as fast as he can, just trying to get away from us. That is like the ultimate prick move. I can't believe you do something like that. It's so funny though. No, it's not. There's you got one person who's alone. It's the middle of the night, and so you're gonna tail them for forty-five minutes. Yeah. Probably give them a damn near heart attack. <laughs> And all for, all for you to get out. Could you imagine what it's like for them to be sitting there at the, oh. at the goddamn stoplight and then for you to get out and ask where a Burger King is? Especially when it's all four of us opening all four doors, walking out with long trench coats and, and glasses on. Hey, you know where Burger King is? No, I don't. All right. Let's get back in our car. 866 And I guarantee what these people saw was you look at them, look back, and get all kind of freaked out. And they're like, let's screw with this guy. He's just totally freaked out by us even looking at him. Imagine if we follow him for a little bit. Was this an overreaction I, on my part? Definitely. I honestly went to bed thinking, holy Christ, I could have died tonight. That the, Last night's show, uh, Bateman tricking dubs into eating a cicada would be the last thing that I would ever be known for. I honestly thought that was it. You know what you do? Instead of... You think you did a awesome move by speeding off. What you should have done was drive very drive normal speed, and you know just you know let them tail you for a while and let them get bored because they aren't gonna, no matter what they aren't gonna pull out a gun and start firing at your moving car. Now, I don't. But know. when you when you speed off like that, you make them panic too. I honestly don't know about that though. Seriously, if it's DC. You know what I mean? Where I live isn't exactly the greatest of neighborhoods. You hear about stuff going on. And maybe I psyched myself out a little bit last night with all of the gang talk that yeah, we had. Yeah, you definitely, you definitely got that thought already in your head, and that didn't help out at all. But I think you freaked out way too early. And if it was someone that wanted to do something to you, that is panicking is exactly the worst thing you could do. So you just keep on driving at normal speed, get into a very trafficy area, even go back on the beltway. All right, but the thing is, is that I wanted to go home. I wanted to get in bed. It was a, it was the end of a 14-hour day. I didn't want to drive around because some punk-ass kids like you 
were doing stuff like that. I wasn't interested in doing that. And you know what? You know what? You're damn lucky, man. You were damn lucky because the next thing I was going to do if they continued to tail me, I was thinking, all right, can I make it over to a cop? Well, the, 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 there's no, nothing really going on in the giant parking lot. I was about to call 911. <laughs> and I would have called 911 and said, hey, I'm being followed right now and given the license plate. And I'll be goddamned, I wish it would have happened to you. I mean, seriously, there's probably some cat scarred right now because you and your stupid Fowlerville friends did something like that. And I'm sure that's not even the worst thing you guys have done either. Oh, probably not. Now, do you think these people were just following you around so they could borrow your shirt again and bring it back without you knowing? What are you laughing at? <laughs> All right, for those of you that are new to the show and maybe don't know about the show, right, let me give a little backstory. So, last summer, last summer, I got up in the morning and I wanted to wear a specific shirt that I have. And it was... <laughs> Horizontal stripes, which is, is not a thing you should wear anyway. But it's a blue, going. it's a blue polo shirt with horizontal stripes. It looks good on me. I no, think makes it look like a beach ball. Jesus Christ! Can I tell the story? Yeah, please. So anyway, I'm looking for this thing in the morning and I can't find it. I'm looking everywhere. I'm like, I know I have it. It's got to be here. I look in my closet. Nowhere to be found in my closet. Nowhere to be found. And what was so ironic was that I knew, I, I absolutely knew that it had to be hanging there. So anyway, I was like, whatever, All right, it's not there, i got to put on another shirt, I'm going to go to work. I come home that night, I'm going to hang up the shirt that I ended up wearing because I wear stuff multiple times before I wash it. That's just something I do. Yeah. That's something I'm sure you do. A lot of people do that. I don't have time to sit there at the laundromat. Mm -hmm. I go to hang up the shirt that I wore that day. What's sitting there staring me in the face? That blue horizontal polo shirt. Right there. Now, at the time, I'm thinking, this is crazy. Because when I got home, when I got home that night, and by the way, mind you, I'm separated. When I got home, the deadbolt was locked. And before this incident, I never locked my deadbolt. Because I never liked to, to me, it was one more step in the getting home process that yeah. I wasn't uh, potentially interested in. So the deadbolt was locked. I'm like, this is crazy. Somebody's been in my apartment. I don't lock my deadbolt. I don't know what the hell's going on here. Then I go inside. The shirt's back. And my apartment complex has a history, a history of, of... people breaking into the to places. My next-door neighbor, she came home one night in a panic saying, I can't believe this. I, I know that somebody's been in my apartment, but I can't prove it. Things are just not the way that they're supposed to be. And one more thing on this story, Doug. Okay. One night I woke up in the middle of the night, and my deadbolt was hanging by a thread. Hanging by a thread like somebody tried to break in in the middle of the night. Okay, let me... And now, hold... You wait, hold on. No, you let me talk now. You've been talking for goddamn five minutes. You go into a... A completely believable story of you getting followed into this crazy story of someone stealing your shirt and bringing it back because they wanted to wear your horizontal striped shirt because it was such a such a uh, slimming shirt. I you, you talk crazy, which makes no one believe anything that you say ever. You know what's sad? What? All of this is true. <laughs> no, it's not. None of this is radio stick. This is all true. 
And this is the difference. Whenever I called Dubs to say somebody may be in my apartment and wearing my shirts and putting them back, you laughed. All you How, what, what else are you supposed to do? You're supposed to say, hey, buddy, that's really crazy. I'm sorry. No, you say, hey, buddy, you're real crazy. Not it. You. That's why you're not a good friend. You and your goddamn crazy shirt that walks away, comes back. Let me tell you this, too. Yesterday, I get home. I purposely leave the air conditioner off in my apartment. Yeah. I don't want it to run up the bill. Yeah. I get home. Air conditioner's on. Wow. Wow. You think your shirt might have turned on? How can I even have a civilized conversation with what's supposed to be my friend? How is this How, supposed you, to Why don't you start a civilized conversation and I'll keep it going? And this is the thing. This is the thing. I honestly hope that I end up dead. And I hope my blood is on your hands. Because then it's going to be J-Dub's treehouse, it's going to be a hack show, and hack you're going show. to feel guilty about the fact that your friend tried to warn you. I didn't want to end up that guy who was like, well, you know, he had said something about people breaking into his apartment. I can't believe he's cut up in pieces. I can't believe that happened. They found you, him in, you honestly believe your shirt can cut you up into pieces? They found him in a suitcase on Virginia Beach with all the other bodies. Fitz, you're in the hideout on JFK. Hey, what's up, fellas? What's up, brother? Hey, I got a good story for you. Check this out. My grandfather, uh, he came outside on a Wednesday, and uh, he had a piece of crap, 88 Toyota Celica, and he comes out Wednesday morning, and it's gone. And he's wondering, you know, where's my car? So he calls the police, files a report, goes to bed that night, comes out Thursday morning, the car's back in the driveway. And that's, the only that's, a, that's a car, not a shirt. And people take cars joyriding all the time and bring them back. I've done it. So what? That couldn't happen for a shirt? No. no. Why would someone come into your apartment just to take a shirt? They can go into a uh, into Abercrombie and Fitch and take a shirt and not have to return it. Maybe they wanted to look good. Maybe they didn't have the money. Yeah, that's what they steal from stores, not your apartment. But maybe they're purposely some sort of a demented psycho that is wanting to mess with me. And thank you for proving my point, Fitz, that something like that can happen. Yeah, it's a car, not a shirt. Fairfax, Mike, you're back in the high. Hefe, man, I hate to bust on you, but it's not a really good mood. If you think someone to follow you is to go back to, uh, you know, where you sleep at, where you're at your most vulnerable. You might want to go to a well-lit area, maybe the cops or somebody like that. Don't go home, man. Well, that's why I didn't turn into my specific where I would normally park. I pulled into the uh, next apartment. Yeah, park. but they can, they'll drive by sometimes and see your car parked there. Exactly, man. Don't don't go home. Dude, would you believe my story though, Fairfax? About Mike? the shirt? Oh, About... I believe it. I believe your story because I know no one in DC has ever seen a Mexican with a fake tan. I know. All right. <laughs> God damn you. <laughs> I tan today, by the way. Looking lovely. Dubs won't be happy till the devil pats him on the back personally. Yeah. That's and that's true. That comes from Joker on the AOL for broadband instant messenger. <laughs> And it, look, at this, look at this person. I think someone broke into my house because a couple of my socks are missing. <laughs> He's joking. He's not being serious. What? No. Now, damn you, master. I, I love how I'm the bad guy for being the only reasonable one. And, Mike, why aren't you on your way with the food? That's what I'm wondering. Why are you on hold? Now, see, here you are begging for food. Maybe somebody was in your kind of a situation where they really needed... A handsome blue, no one needs polo horizontal striped shirt. They wouldn't be going for your to your place for it. 
That's all I know. And I was a, and the rest of the night when I woke up and my dead bolt was hanging by a thread, and when somebody had broken into my house and stolen my shirt, I slept, back. I slept on the couch with a bat in hand ready to bust their ass. I'm serious. Hey, can anybody, is anybody out there? I know we have someone, Stacy, who emailed me who says she's a private investigator. This is what I want to do. I want to set up. Put a tether on a shirt. I want to set up. Will you stop? I want to set up. A, a like a uh, one of those teddy bear cams, the nanny cams. Yeah, I want to set because I got a teddy bear collection. I want to set one of oh. the. I want to set one of these things up, so that I can catch these people in the act. It's got to be a maintenance person, because I changed the keys and it's still happening. Your shirts come up missing again. People coming into my apartment. Here's the all right, one other thing. One other thing. Okay. I am so anal about the Dallas Mavericks and having the NBA League pass that every day before I go to work, I come, I, I absolutely set and double and triple check to make sure it's on the correct channel mm-hmm. to record the Mavs game that night with the NBA okay. League pass on my Comcast cable. So anyway, I'm getting a plug in because I hope to get it free next year. So anyway, I, and I'm the beggar. I go home. I, I after a long day at work, I'm ready to go home watch a Maverick game. I go home. I turn on. I turn on the tape. It's on CNN. It's not on the NBA League Pass. It's on CNN, and the other channel that somebody had been watching was Fox News, which I never watched because I hit the last channel thing, <laughs> thinking maybe I accidentally, accidentally put it on CNN before I left. But there was no way. That I put it on Fox News. Somebody came into my apartment. <laughs> Hold on a second. Somebody came into my apartment, changed the channel to watch Fox News and CNN, and screw up me watching the Maverick game. It's all about you, isn't it? It's all about you. It happened. Dude, I've given you all right, one instance, maybe. I've given you seven goddamn instances, man, and you I still know. refuse to believe me. <laughs> Why would someone come into your house just to watch the O'Reilly Factor? I don't know. I do, that's what's so creepy. Somebody's coming into my house, wearing my clothes, watching my TV. Move! You, you've you've signed a new lease since then. I, I'm getting out in October, and I go to the apartment complex with these stories, and they look at me like I'm crazy. Oh, I, I wonder why. I call the cops to come over. They look at me like I'm crazy. And I wonder why. Rob, you're in the hideout. How you doing, Hefe and Dabs? Obviously, I'm a little frazzled. Thank you for uh, listening. Go ahead. Uh, no problem. Just, I had a break-in of my own actually happened this past summer. Mm-hmm. I had come home from class from uh, Nova Community College, and for some reason, I noticed that my PS2 was gone, but the GameCube, the Xbox, the DVD player, and the TVs were still there. And somehow they broke in the back door, which the key was never in, and the key was in the back door, and to top it all off, they used my damn toilet. Exactly. And I'm telling but you. At least, they, at least they, they took something and didn't bring it back. That just sounds crazy when you say that they brought it back. I'm telling you, it happened. People talked about it happening with cars, and I've given you a story of where it happened with a shirt. <laughs> Yeah, but the thing is, with mine, it's like, there was so much more stuff they could have taken, but a PS2 that was like two years old, what would be the point when there was a brand new Xbox and GameCube there to steal it And you know what, Rob? That's the thing that's the scariest about this, is that 
in some weird way, they're trying to live out your life and be who you are. And not steal stuff, but just try to, you know, just try to do your thing. You know what I mean? It's like living yeah, in some, your life. And somehow the construction crew at the house next to mine didn't even see or hear anything happen. I wonder how that happened. Thank you, Rob. Thank you for making me feel like I'm okay. I am surrounded with a bunch of nut bars. Now, this comes from Midnight. Midnight Life. Yo, Hefe, you and Fez just need to get together in a little cave with all your med medications for paranoia. Yeah, you do need to get some kind of medication in you. I'm fine. No, you aren't. Come on. Scott, you're in the hideout. Two more calls on this. We got, we're got. we up on a break. Go ahead, Scott. I'm up with you, El Hefe. I live in an apartment in Sterling. These, they, they come in. They said they exterminated. I was here all damn day. I was sleeping off a buzz. They, nobody entered the apartment. I get a note saying they were here. When I'm not here, they don't let me know that they were here. I come in, I smell this weird odor, call up the office. No, nobody's been in your apartment. It, you're absolutely right. I guarantee you. It's super. It's the okay. maintenance. Okay, what's your name? Scott. Scott, have they ever taken anything? No, they don't take anything. And, and, and they mess with you. They mess with you. Come in and you're like, something's different. And you know Something what? Right. And you know why I know this is true? Because Dubs, if you were a super, if you were a maintenance person, you'd be doing this to somebody. Okay, you're right. It has happened to you. But you're letting them get. You're they letting really them get do. to you. Thank you, Scott. You're, they're letting them get to you, though. Pat, you're the final call on this subject in the hideout on JFK. Uh, when you had your locks changed, did you give a key to your um, landlord? They automatically have a key. They had a master, yeah. You know, the only other thing I thought, if you didn't give a key to them, it would be the uh, locksmith made a copy, and uh, he might be doing it. Yeah, and he saw him wearing that shirt that day, so he figured, hey, that would look very good on me, only for one night, here's, and I'll bring it back the next what, night. Here's what we're going to do. Why would he just ask you to borrow it? We're going to take a picture of that shirt and put it on RadioHideout.com so people can see how nice that shirt I want, is. I want with you in it. Can you give me another couple weeks? No. <laughs> All right. Pat. I've given you one year. It's been a summer since you wore that thing, and you weren't as slim as you are now. All right. What have we learned from this? You're crazy. You're a horrible friend. And you're nuts. Let's take a break. We'll come back. More coming up in the hideout. <sighs> Just be happy that I'm here with you. I could be dead. It's 106.7 WJFK. You can't seriously be my friend. J-Dubs. I'm, I'm your best friend. No. Remember that. Dial the phone, Peter. What friend are you? The best of friends. Intelligent Entertainment next. Dubs, I suggest you keep your mic off. Cafe and Dubs. The best of friends. Together forever. 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 Those of you listening now, just rejoice in the fact that you're not these two loser douches. And now, back to the hideouts. Featuring L. Newton Man equals ratings. Show me your sloppy job. WJFK male spokesmodel, Tommy Beatman. Oh, that movie. The hideouts. Hey, hey, hey. On 106.7 WJFK. All right, welcome back into the hideout, 106.7 WJFK. I'm El Hefe, that is J-Dubs. 866-277-4969. Just happy to be here. You and me, hanging out in the hideout. You know, honestly, can I get a little uh, cheesy for you? Uh, sure. Cheesy for a second, if you will. Sure, gay it up for us, please. Other than the hours, I can't tell you how happy I am. Yeah? Seriously. Yeah. 
it's, I've been a, a lot happier since this has all started. It's it's a dream. I want to thank everybody who's listening right now. It's seriously a dream to do this. This is something that I guess started when I was like in high school. In high school, actually, I had the dream of I wanted to be on the radio. I want to be a radio host. And a lot of people don't know like the complete background and how hard um, the two of us have worked to get here. Yeah. And how many countless multi-long 15-hour uh, days we've gone through, sleeping on the floors of radio stations, just all that kind of stuff. We People don't really know, and it's just so cool to have buddies like Ron and Fez who supported us for the last, I don't know, year, year and a half yeah. ever since they got to D.C. They've been really great to us. And now to have uh, our friends, uh, Don and Mike, our newest friends, just like, it's really becoming this huge radio family here at WJFK. Get in here! Holy Christ! You are spoiling him, man! What's up, Fairfax Mike? What's going on, man? Get on the mic! Thank you, Fairfax Mike. No problem. God damn, you brought Dubs food. Dubs was... I brought everybody food, not just Dubs. I know, but I don't want... I Dubs is going on the air, begging for food... And you brought him food. You are too good, bro. No, I had to bring him food after that story, the Burger King story. That's fantastic. That's <laughs> <laughs> great. It was so fun. What, every, what did you bring in? Let me see some of that. Every night I grow a little bit more enamored with Dubs. You know what? People are in love with J-Dubs. They really... It's, it's one of two things. They love them, or they're like our buddy Drunk Punk here. Hey, you're in the hideout on JFK. What's up, brother? Hey, what's going on? Uh, now, from what I understand, you have been a little afraid. You told Tommy or whoever screened your phone call, you're a little afraid to call the hideout. Oh, yeah, man. Why is that? Oh, man, last time I called, I was half drunk and stuff, and uh, I got dumped, man. Ruined, ruined my uh Ruined your story. And, and, too, didn't you tell Bateman you were afraid to call the hideout because you were afraid J-Dubs was going to pick on you? Yeah, man. Why? I, mean, I don't know, man. Last time, I was, last time I was talking about whatever, and he was sitting there laughing. <laughs> See, now, and you know what's so funny? I have to <laughs> deal with this in my life. This is the life that I have to deal with. Imagine trying to be buddies with a guy who you call when you're in a situation, and he just laughs at you. He laughs and says, you're stupid, you're crazy, I'm in the middle of an important Madden game, yeah. leave me alone. Yeah, call me with something important, or don't call me at all. I can help you out with this, F.A. You want to be my new best friend? You want to be my new radio partner? Um, I don't. I can't do that, but I know a guy that you can Turn get down a, again. a nice dirty 38, and you won't have any more problems. Buddy. I've been thinking about that. What do you think about getting a gun, J-Dubs? I think I'd be fine with it. You know. Why? You're insane. You really think I'd use it? I think you would, and then, seriously, you would. You would think in your mind you had a good reason, but when the cops roll up... It's just not yeah. going to look like it was a good idea. No, no. Oh, I don't three know. Youth, three unarmed youth shot in the back from 40 yards away. <laughs> it happened. I swear, if I had a gun last night, I'd have pulled it out. I'd have been like, back off, you sons oh, of bitches. That's a bad idea. If you're going to pull it, you got to use it, man. I, I used to drive around with a taser in my car, Ooh. and anybody messed with me i just hanging out the window sparking it up firing it in the air <laughs> one, of the, one, of the, one, of, one of the most scary things I guess that ever happened to me was in high school again we're driving and I guess we had cut this cat off and he got real pissed and he started flashing his beams at us and then so we, we give him the finger and then he pulls a route in front and then he starts waving his gun 
and all of us are scared. We're like, oh my god, you know, this is in the you know the middle of the you know the big gang blow up at least in Dallas. And so then we we're actually headed to a party with a whole bunch of chicks. So we roll in there like we almost died. <laughs> you don't know, we almost got <laughs> shot tonight. And so all the girls are all like, oh my gosh, oh, tell us course. more, tell us more. All right, drunk punk. Hey, you you and all the other hideout listeners. Don't be afraid of J-Dubs. Feel free to call in. Because I'm on your side. Here, have one of these, Bateman. I'm on your side. But you can't keep up with me, Hefe. I don't know so. what you guys like. I can match wits. This is beautiful. Fairfax Mike, this is beautiful. No problem, guys. I no got to say that Thursdays, though, makes the best goddamn hamburgers in the business. Oh, man, thanks. I, I, I say it rivals five guys. Yeah, definitely. Um, wow. Yeah, I say that. That's me. Wow. I think it's good stuff. That's a... That's a bold statement. Where, give us a phone number or something for Thursdays. Um, 703-273-3322. How late are you open? Oh, until 2 every night except for Sundays. Oh, this is Very beautiful. Good. All right, and you're Good listening night, back there. Sundays. Thank you. Man. You can hang out if you want. No, no, no. i got to get back on the show. Right. still on the clock, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> All right, go get to work. Thanks a lot, guys. Thank you to Appreciate Thursdays, bro. No problem, guys. God damn. That guy's great. He's our favorite friend in the hideout now. Yeah. Matt Albert. Who? Oh. Not interested, Matt Albert. Just we hook up Matt Albert all the time. We try to never, get never get anything back. Fairfax Mike, he brings it in. All right, now this person says, I'm scared the Dubs is going to follow me home and ask me where Burger King is. Ask them to be afraid of. Don't be afraid of calling them and me being mean. How? Especially what? when I'm eating. What kind of a radio professional are you? Here I am talking about what a dream it is. We're on the radio. This is the I greatest know. thing to ever happen to us. These are great sandwiches. This is a dream. It's such a it's such a hack unprofessional radio show. That's why we get to hang out with you during the overnights. Why? All right. Hey, did you, did you ever used to do any other things in high school to screw around a little bit? Because yeah. you would do that. You would drive or you would follow the people with the uh, Burger King stuff, right? For a little while, we would do uh, the the sulfur fart bombs in the middle of the uh, of the hall that would stink for hours. You drop one like they're just about the size of a nickel. Just drop them in there, step on it, and the whole place smelled like a fart. I remember those things. And it was always so funny. And the, the Spanish teacher who didn't really know Spanish, that was the exact carbon copy of, of Peggy Hill. Now that I think about it, Miss Smith, when I was growing up, was the real-life Peggy Hill. She didn't know a lick of Spanish. But she, she taught was, Spanish? But she was teaching. She even looked like Peggy Hill, but just a little bit fatter. That's so funny now that I think about that. But you know what? I bet you couldn't even do that nowadays. No. I'm sure, even with the threat of terrorism. You know what I mean? Could you imagine somebody dropped one of those fart bombs somewhere, like a, like a Union Station or something? Oh, damn. that'd be terrible. Every remember how, my, how every uh, every like two weeks you'd get a bomb threat at your school, and no one thought anything about it. Think if someone did that now. Oh, I, I wonder if that even happens a lot in high schools now. I remember it even happened a couple of times in college at Texas Tech, but it was so funny because whenever you get the bomb threat in high school, it's just everybody goes outside. And I always got so pissed because I was like, if there's really a bomb, yeah. why are we standing right outside of the school? Why are, we, why are we 10 feet away from the school? Shouldn't we be leaving? And that was the time before cell phones, so everybody's just gathering. A lot of people go out to their cars in the parking lot and start listening to music and doing that kind of stuff. You know what my favorite thing to do when we were in high school? What's up? To, uh, like, one of the pranks. Because the funny thing is, like, right now, senior time. 
uh, it's graduations are going on or have gone on. But it's one of those, it's like the last two weeks of school right now. And um, our favorite thing to do is because you always have a female friend who's cool. And you know females, they write in that big cursive. Mm-hmm. You know, and it's like you could tell that's a girl's handwriting. We used to get uh, we used to get this chick to write notes to say, you know, I've been looking at you all year, and it's the end of the school year, and I, I really want to, you know, hang out with you into the summer, and you know, do you think that maybe we could go out on a date? And what we would do is we would sign it from like the hottest chick in the school, the hottest, second hottest, someone like in the cheerleading crew. And give it to just the biggest dork, and watch his li- his eyes light up. Like he, and I'm the mean one, and he was so excited. We made this cat's day, and then we would put it at the bottom. So you know, meet me, come have lunch with me. You know, on this last day of school, I want you to come up and have lunch with me and my friends, and you know, we could talk about what we're gonna do for the summer. And I swear, it's out of, it's out of one of the high school movies that you always watch. The cat walks up. And he's like, hey, how's it going? Um, you know, is there room so I can sit down? And they look and they just, <laughs> they point and laugh. And, it, and, and, and I, I admit, I was one of the jocks, although I floated around from all of the cliques. I was one of the jocks. And, hor- and I look back and it was horrible. But God damn, at that time, it was the funniest <laughs> thing I'd ever seen in my oh, yeah. life. <laughs> uh, we, I'll do you one better what we used to do. Me and Bike Here's BJ. We would uh, go around. And by curious, BJ is your friend slash cousin. Yeah, and we were in the same grade in high school. Uh, we would go around and steal pictures off people's lockers of, like, you know, of their friends they'd have hanging up in their lockers and stuff. Ugly girls. Ugly as sin. Write a note on the back of it to some g- guy. Leave it on their desk when they come in that period. And they'd walk in, they'd look at it, they'd read it, and they'd flip it over and be like the ugliest girl in the world. And, you know, they know, they know it's a joke, and they start laughing. And it was like, for a while there, no one knew who was doing it. And we were, like, just legendary around there for uh, writing uh, writing notes to people uh, uh, with ugly girls' pictures. It was the funniest thing in the world for about a week. 866-277-4969. Would you also, too, write the, the, the She Likes Me notes? Yeah. Did you do that kind of stuff? Actually, my friend did one to me, not at school, at work. From the Down syndrome girl that washed dishes, oh. they uh, they wrote a note from me, put it in her pocket. So I had this Down syndrome girl thinking I was in love with her for a while. Oh no! I see. couldn't be mean enough to say I wasn't. Yeah. So I'd have to play with it. Oh, that's so horrible. That's actually mean. I was laughing. My me and my friends are laughing our ass off. Afterwards, I'm like, you're such a dick. That see, now teasing the retard isn't cool. That's not nice. Now, teasing the nerd, though, who's probably rich right now and is a doctor, that's fun. That's okay, but not the retard. Offbeat, you're in the hideout on 106.7 WJFK. What's going on, you guys? What's up, brother? Yeah, you guys are talking about the stink bombs. In, uh, our, I go to South Lakes, and it's just rampant. There are stink bombs every two weeks. Me and my friend Kevin, we even made like a makeshift flamethrower with the uh, lighter and the aerosol deodorant. And they really are just leaning on. We only got like a day of in-school suspension. And this school, in-school suspension was the best. I yeah, mean, it's just be- like an all-day nap. You don't do anything. It's it, great. It was the best in our school because uh, with your parents' permission, you could take it out of school. So you got a day off without accounting as an absence. Yeah, so this stuff is still going on, though, huh, Offbeat? 
Yeah, it's it, it it goes on a lot. It's pretty ridiculous. Like people are pulling the fire alarm like every month. It's pretty sweet. That's funny. Now, at your school, does the fire alarm have that thing where it'll spray out on your hand like a purple uh, paint? I, I'm, never, school, I'm we... pretty sure it does. I mean, I've never pulled it myself because that's like that's really asking for it. Yeah, our our school, if you pulled it, a big uh, thing of uh, purple paint would spray out and hit your hand. Yeah, I think we got something like that too. Oh, that's funny. All right, but hey, thanks for checking in, brother. I know, problem, peace. All right, later. Let's go to a uh, big Z here in the hideout on JFK. Hey guys, you guys are awesome. Thank you, bro. I enjoy your company better than uh, anybody else around this time. Well, listen, I was in uh, Francis C. Hammond and Alexander in ninth grade, mm -hmm. going down the steps, and this retarded chick bit me in my shoulder. <laughs> Animal. What did well, you do to her? I didn't do nothing. I said, look, Tanya, we're going to get some food. And it was taco day. I was like, tacos! She beat me in my shoulder. I got 12 stitches. And then, uh, you know, four years later, I was like, I, I got to ask her to the prom, you know. And, like, it, it was like, because oh. I, was, I, was, I was in the military, and I was like, I got to do something right before I go in and probably die. So, Oh, so you actually did take her? Yeah. Oh, oh so good. this was your way of atoning then? It was like, yeah. It was like, you know, me meeting peace. Before oh. I met help. All right. And you're in the military now? Proud U.S. Marine, buddy. Awesome, good. bro. Thank you for your service. I'm sorry. Thanks for uh, enjoying my night. All right. Hey, thank you, buddy. We'll, we'll talk to you. And the Marines should be able to cuss. <laughs> yeah, if they cuss on the radio, FCC shouldn't be able to. Yeah, cuss. who's the FCC to tell a five-year Marine that he can't drop the F-bomb? Yeah. Now, uh... The funny thing about asking retards or ugly girls to prom, I we we uh, had a a little uh, thing going where we would uh, we had a bet going like I don't know it was like a hundred bucks each in the pot, who could ask the ugliest girl to prom. I asked this ugly girl to prom like eight months before prom, like at the beginning of the school year. Later, uh, at the uh, when prom came around, she's like, "Hey, are we still going?" <laughs> No. Not to be mean, but you had to know it was a joke. I asked you eight months ago, and we were snickering about it the whole time. Don't you pick up on it? And she wasn't retarded either. She was just an idiot. <laughs> she was just ugly. Oddball, you're in the hideout. What's up, bro? Not a whole lot. Um, back when I was in the Air Force, uh, the guys in the barracks... You, you were in the Air Force? Yeah, believe it or not. Thank you for your service. Wow, cool. That's been a while. Um, the guys in the, the barracks would uh, put together a pot, kind of like what you were talking about, to uh, pick up the you know nastiest, skankiest, fattest, ugliest uh, barracks bunny they could find. And whoever did that and then serviced this woman would win, would win the pot. But they'd have to leave the door open... So everybody could watch their pimply butt pistoning into this woman <laughs> and then verify it, and then they would get the pot. Uh, and this is what you did on the weekends. Uh, this was this was fun now, in the military. Now we called that the, we, just... call, we call that the rodeo. <laughs> you get a you get a fat chick, you hook up with her, but then your friends bust in, and you try to hold on to her for seven seconds. Uh, you didn't do no, that. No, but we, we called it that, and we always talked about doing it. Because you got that from some movie or urban no. legend about... No, that's no, we got it from a website. That, and we, a website of ideas, and we were always mean to do it, but we never got to do it. Oh, these guys did it every every weekend. <laughs> that's what fraternities do. All right, now, Bateman just sent me this on the AOL for broadband. All right, Georgia School's announcement tapes switch with porn. All right, it's senior week, and... 
All right, so I guess at some high school, expecting to see the usual morning announcements, instead got a hardcore prank Tuesday morning. Administrators, I guess it turned out, there was a pornographic videotape for the school's announcement Sending out the images all over school. Now, I, I did the same type of thing in the seventh grade or sixth grade. We were watching some video in uh, journalism class, and uh, I popped in instead before the class started. Saturday Night Fever, right at the beginning, where it's just John Travolta's crotch. <laughs> so his play is John Travolta's crotch is walking. <laughs> Who would even think to pull out a Saturday Night Fever? That's why it's funny. Uh-huh. Yeah, that's even better than the porno. Just to have uh, Travolta strutting it, strutting sack. All right, so they're talking about right before the program is broadcast, the media specialist will leave the media center to go to the main office to turn on the audio feed. And so they say in that little time, somebody snuck in there, took out the announcement tape, and threw in the porno tape. Very good. That's stealth right there. I like that. The principal was asked, um, what's going on? How did this happen? They were like, our best guess, it's uh, it's a senior prank. It's the last week of school. So this ties in perfectly. Find that on your air, Wolf of Broadband. That's funny. I remember. That, you know, but you know what? The, 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 the chicks writing the letter to the uh, to the nerd about the hot cheerleader... I'd have to say that's the meanest thing I did. And if that's the meanest thing I do in my life, so be it. Uncle Ryan, you're in the hideout on JFK. Hey, what's up, fellas? What's up, brother? I uh, just want to tell you real quick. Uh, me, I used to be at a sleepaway summer camp. And uh, me and another counselor, he was in charge of the drama department. And we used to play this cruel joke on the kids. Uh, I would tell a little kid to go up to uh, Mike, the drama teacher, and <laughs> simply ask him how his sister's ballet lessons <laughs> were going. And uh, he could cry on command, so he would start crying and say, how could you even ask me about that? And they're like, well, what is it? And they're like, she, Mike was like, my sister's legs were amputated two years ago. <laughs> but the kids felt so bad that they would just start crying hysterically, and they'd be like, Ryan told me to tell you, you know, it was, it was hilarious. That's, hey, have you ever said something like that to somebody when you're like, after you say it, you can't believe you said that? Yeah. Oh, uh, that's the worst. That's we, had a, we had a, a teacher that her husband committed suicide. Uh, and then right when she came back, she was like, all right, it's a free day. We'll just play a game. So smart-ass me raised up my hand. How about Hangman? <laughs> <laughs> you got to be kidding. I swear. You I, thank, I, I, thank I got God. For, all right, bro. I got suspended for a week for that one. <laughs> You got sacked, bro, <laughs> to be able to do something like that. But it's one of those things where you do it, and you you want a big laugh so you can kind of get out of it, but no one laughs. Everybody's just shocked, and then you're just, that stomach is sinking, 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 until she stops crying, starts yelling at you, takes you out, sends you to the principal's office, and then he yells at you, too. So teachers weren't even safe around you. No wonder people are afraid to call this show. You got no respect for authority. You got no respect for calling. Oh, this lady's a bitch. I don't care if her husband died or not. She sucked. <laughs> Let's take a break. We'll come back. More coming up in the hideout. 106.7 WJFK. The hideout. F.A. and Doug. Proving even retards can do a radio show. Oh, 
is The Hideout. Specializing in homoerotic humor, The Hideout. I'm a gay homosexual. I defy you to tell me there's something wrong with that. With LFA and J-Dubs on 106.7 WJF. Welcome back into the hideout, 106.7 WJFK. Uh, just rolling. Steamrolling. Oh, baby. Right towards the weekend. Through a Wednesday night, actually, technically. It is uh, Thursday. Uh, it is Thursday in the hideout. I am El Jefe. That's Dubs. I never understood the hump day thing. I don't know what that phenomenon Well, I guess technically you're going uphill. Oh, that kind of hump. Ah, I never understood it. Seriously, I'm like, hump day. I don't understand it. No, you got to be kidding. I, I swear to God. Really? Yeah. That goddamn Fowlerville school system just let you down. Yeah, that that's what we should learn in high school, what hump day means. Instead of being, I never heard it until I got out of high school. Instead of making teachers cry, that would have been something you could have focused your energy I, on a little bit more. Me and my friends ended up making uh, seven substitute teachers cry through our whole high school career. What is it about making a sub cry that's so badass? It's so funny. We we mastered it. We got to a point where they couldn't have any control. It, we never got them to cry on the first day. It took until like the third or fourth. It was usually when like you know uh, a teacher was, had a baby or went on a long vacation or you know something like that or got fired halfway through the year, and they uh, we always took about till the fourth day to get them to the point of crying because they couldn't keep control of the, the classroom. And we'd have to you know, stand up and go, all right, you know where you're at. We know where we're at. Don't mess with us. We'll uh, give you a good, uh, we'll give you uh, perfect recommendations to uh, Mr. Alverson. And, you know, uh, you just let us do whatever we want. I'm going to go head down to the pop machine. <laughs> I'll see you in a few minutes. You ran that sucker, didn't you? You ran your school. Well, I had a whole lot of ties with uh, my my uncle was the uh, school board president. Really? Yeah, I had a lot of uh, upper ties where people didn't want to give me too harsh of punishments for the stuff I did anyway. See, my dad and my mom cleaned the school. You don't want to mess with the people who clean the school. My dad was an, assu- uh, an assistant superintendent of schools at the school district that I was in. So it was so funny. He was the actual guy. He was head of personnel, so he had to sign all of the contracts. And so I, I, every he would bring all of the teachers' contracts home and spend like three days signing them all. Mm-hmm. And the teachers knew that, and they would never, ever mess with me. And I was always okay. I could always take a bathroom break or do whatever it was I needed to do because my pops was so high up at that even, point. Even with the old uh, teachers who, uh, oh yeah, who knew they were safe anyway. No, no one was safe. In uh-huh. fact, at that, my dad was a principal at that high school that I ended up going to. Before I before he moved up, and there were a lot of teachers who hated my dad, yet he still signed their contracts, so they had to kiss my ass. And they were sick. they probably hated you too. Oh, they hated me, and I knew they hated me, and so I'd rub it in too. There's nothing greater than having than being a kid and having a power over a, over an adult. Yeah, that's just like really really cool. And uh, the funny thing about the story I said before, how I suggested we play hangman. Right when the teacher got back after her uh, husband committed suicide, um, the funny thing about that was the week later when I came back to school after being suspended, a few teachers gave me a thumbs up on the joke. They told me it was pretty funny because this lady wasn't popular. 
People didn't like her too much. And so you honestly believe that you think everybody else is thinking the joke. Everybody and you, you and that's why people love you on the radio, Dubs. You say you say the stuff people think but are afraid to say. That's like that you're crazy. Shut up. Um, I want to say hello to a couple of our buddies who are on the AOL for Broadband Instant Messenger, like the Kids Will Revolt, and also Green Ace, who says she believes me about this stuff going on in my house. She said the same thing happened to, uh, happened to Leonard Nimoy. Someone went into his hotel room, wore his clothes. Later, the chick was found wearing those clothes, and it was really creepy. And she sent me a picture of herself. She's really cute. Let me see. Hold on a second. Let me get it up. I love this. She's a cutie. And we want to thank her for listening. Isn't she? Oh, yeah. She's beautiful. 866-277-4969. Speaking of cute. Speaking of... Oh, she has a cute penis, too. Oh, <laughs> come on. Speaking of uh, cute, Bateman, get in here. The reason I uh, don't mean that Bateman's cute, but apparently he's got a really hot chick for the HF Festival. Last night, you know, we were talking about those uh, the kids pulling the old bait and switch with the porno and these school announcements. Uh, Bateman pulled the old bait and switch on uh, Dubs and tricking Dubs into eating a cicada. Everybody came up to me, by the way, and said, that was awesome. Kudos to Bateman. Yeah, good job, Bateman. For getting back at Dubs. For making Dubs look like the asshole. It's on now, Bateman. I hope you know that. You know, he IM'd me today, too, and he was like, I'm so worried that Dubs is going to do something to get back at me. Oh, you can you can guarantee it. <laughs> it's not going to be today. This is By the way, Dubs is a man who tricked the guy into breaking out his own windshield. That's what you're up against. The only problem is that I don't care that much about many things. You do have a new car, though, don't you? I know what you care about. Hey, I'll, I'll, I'll do something to it. That's pretty funny. Nobody can see that, but I'll tell you, that was goddamn funny. All right, anyway. So, Bateman, you're going to the HF Festival, as is Dubs. By the way, it's so funny because everybody over at HFS wants to hear what we did for the tickets last night. I'm getting all these requests from all the air personalities over there that want to hear what we did because there's this buzz about us uh, having Dubs eat the cicada. It's so funny. But the PD just loves us over there. Hmm. We're interested. We don't. Well, I'm is that not. who sent you the picture? <laughs> <laughs> All right. Anyway, but you're doing actually something, Bateman, that I strongly, uh, strongly am opposed to. What's that? And if I had known that you were doing this, I wouldn't want to give you the tickets to the HF Festival. As it turns out, you already had them anyway. But you were going to take your ex-girlfriend. To the to the festival? Uh, yeah. Dude, that's a bad move. That's a why is that? Look, anybody out there, anybody can attest to the fact that you do not hang out with your ex girlfriend because all it's gonna do is conjure up memories. And it always gets the good ones, but never brings the bad. Exactly. You're gonna be out there all day with her. She's gonna stink by the end of the day. You're not going to be able to do anything with her. And you're just going to hang out and torture yourself. You don't want to after she's been at a festival all day. That's what I'm saying. And she's got a boyfriend, doesn't she? She may live with someone. <laughs> Jesus! Does he can, like to watch? Can you not pick a chick that isn't taken? Possibly. 
866-277-4960. What's wrong with that? She wanted to go. And here's the thing. I'll tell you what's does, wrong. Does he know that she's going with you? I don't know. I don't care. He really doesn't know? I don't know if he knows or not. Would you tell him? Um, Would you talk to him? I really don't want to talk to him. Have you talked to him? No, I've never met him. What's it like to think that she always says you would really like him? He's really funny, and I always just have to say not interested. That means he's not funny. Exactly. What's it like? Or it means he's ugly. I think he is ugly. What's it like knowing she's spreading for that guy? Yeah. I don't know. Maybe uh, it's the same guy that stole your wife. I don't know. Um, What is that? That's not even a great comeback. I'm just saying, it might be the same guy. Now, when you hold her hand, do you think, wow, she holds him with this? Mm. I am now. She comes with it. Oh. (laughs) Oh. (laughs) She's not like that. Sure. Not with you. F you. (laughs) Was she that way with you? I'm not going to get into this. But why would you take her? Because I like... Spending time with her because you're looking for a way to get back in. Now, who dumped who? Did you dump her or did she dump you? <laughs> Don't say it's a mutual thing because that's never the way it is. It was one of those things. I was actually kind of bored towards the end because I was thinking, you know, I could go out and be hitting on other chicks. And she said, I think we should just be friends with benefits and just sort of like just date each other. And I was like, that's fine with me. That's when you asked them to marry you. And then, well, then a week later, she's like, I changed my mind. I, I don't want to just date you. I want to I wanna be with you. I was wrong. And when and I said, I'm kind of happy where I am. <laughs> and so now you've done nothing but obsess over this girl for the last two years. Yeah, like a year later, I was like, damn, what the hell was I thinking? And now some other, now she's copping some other guy. Right now, let's go to the <laughs> Jason, you're in the hideout of JFK. Man, if you bring an ex-girlfriend to the festival, she's going to be hitting on all these guys. You're going to be getting jealous, and it's just going to ruin the whole experience. She's going to be hitting you. on anybody. It's that or... You're going to spend all day with her, and you're going to be so goddamn depressed at the end of the day. Yeah, you are. You guys are going to be hanging out, watching The Cure, maybe even cuddling during The Cure. But at the end of the day, she's cupping someone else. Ah. Exactly. Jason, you got a great point, bro. She's not going to hit on anybody. She's not like that at all. You're a smart dude. She's going out with someone that's not her boyfriend. This does mean she's, well, I'm different. Let me look at me. Let's be serious. <laughs> Let's be serious. You got nothing. Is she taller than you? F you. Every, <laughs> everyone is. A moral fan, you're in the hideout. Hey, I'm I'm sympathetic to Tommy here. Whoa. Well, he, how, how is that? Oh, because I'm sort of in the same situation right now. You got an ex. You're trying to uh, steal her away. You've been obsessing over her for two years. She's I'm, taller I'm than you. Point, I'm not at the point Tommy appears to be at right now. But, she you cups know, other guys. You know, no. just one. Yeah, yeah. I'm sure that's not the first one since you. Shut up. I'm sure there's been a Damn few. You. Hey, was she good? She was the best thing ever. Really? In every sense of the word. And he holds he holds her up to this pedestal. And now is she as good as your mom? I'm not saying sexually. Much better than my mom. <laughs> like as good of a woman. Yeah, she's not a bitch. Whoa, whoa! I thought you loved your mom. No. Who does? I hate my mother, too. I'm just kidding. Some yeah, me listen. too. Some people listen on the underground. Yeah. All right, thanks, tomorrow, fan. I'm serious, bro. You're wasting this ticket. Uh, who else am I going to take? This is going to get the... You and your uh, your good friend Sideshow. He has to work Saturday anyway, that bastard. Besides, how, about, probably, how about Matt Albert? How about your boyfriend, Matt Albert? Well, I should, he can't even fit in a seat. Let's be serious. <laughs> We have to score another ticket so he can have two seats. They'd have to double charge him. Plus, he wouldn't be able to get a ride down.
That's true, too. Go pick him up. No. Oh, hold on a second. Roy, you're in the hideout on JFK. Hey, what's up, guys? What's up, brother? Hey, is this uh, Rick Ballou? Yes. yes. Oh, awesome. I love Rick Ballou. Thank you. I'm just kidding. Hey, guys, uh, I just want you to know, I wouldn't fight that much over the uh, tickets for the HF Festival. There's only three bands that are worth a damn. Well, Which could be the... But three uh, Jay-Z and yeah, yeah, yeah. That's about it. But Modest Mouse is good, too. Uh, well, Modest Mouse is, is decent, but, I mean, there's no groundbreakers between, well, I mean, besides those three bands. You know what I mean? Well, it's too late because Dub's already ate a cicada for yeah. him to get the tickets. You're one, you're one night too late, but thank you, Roy. 866-277-4969. I can't believe you would take an X that you're holding up on this pedestal. I wouldn't even think very much of the chick. I would think if she's sneaking off with you, let's say she breaks up with the other guy, gets back with you, then at some point the other guy's going to want to take her to something. She's going to go back out with him. And next week you're going to be nothing but a violent femme. Just all pissy. <laughs> that was worse than the Jeff Blue or, or the Blue joke. <laughs> Jeff, you're uh, on 106.7 WJFK. What's up, guys? Uh, uh, he swore, man. All right, hang up on him. He's well, already hold on, hold hold on. He may be actually... I'm not spending any money on her. She made, like... I'm not even going to get into her finances, but she's very successful. What you were saying is he's going to take her... For, I'm, I'm sorry for cussing, but... He's gonna spend a lot of money, and then she's gonna. He's gonna go. She's gonna go home and uh, take care of her man. Exactly. She's gonna cup, cup and squeeze. And I think that's the point. You're gonna. First of all, you got these tickets. You're gonna have to buy her water. Not buying her anything. Tell me one one thing. No, no, no. I get free food and and drinks there. Then they. Whatever. Tell me what one thing about her. Lips or teeth. When she's doing that stuff, what do, you, what do you get more of, lips or teeth? Lips. All right. She's a keeper. I don't know why you dumped her. <laughs> I don't know why either. That's why I'm here. And he's been hanging himself for two years since then. He's just a good vampire. You're in the hideout on JFK. Hey, Tommy, what forever loser are you? Are you taking your ex-girlfriend to a high-dollar show like this? Are you going to be carrying your purse with you? <laughs> are you? Now, this is my thing. You you got a high dollar show. You could take a whole new chick. You could start a whole nother relationship. I don't want to start another relationship. Instead, you're focusing on a woman who is taken. There's only one. I don't want to be in a relationship. The only person I want to be in an actual relationship with is her. Pepe. That's so sad. And she's with another guy. Temporarily. She's spreading for another guy right now as we speak. Vampire, that's a great point. And thank you for that phone call. And will you be carrying her purse? If she wants me to. 866-277-4969. And Dubs, you can say nothing about carrying purses. Oh, I know. I carried my girlfriend's purse. Because uh, when we went out to dinner on Saturday night, Dubs was walking out of the Metro with his chick's purse over. I carried it with pride. (laughs) Gay pride. Dubs. Whatever, Fry. Dubs seriously is a whipped man. I know. I don't know where he gets off saying this stuff about me. But what, dude? You're like loser of losers. Yeah. I, if there's one thing I can talk crap about is you. Yeah. All of why? Because you ate a cicada yeah. for no reason. In fact, we got lines open. If you'd don't, like to run don't down, don't beat that. All right. I'd let that go right now. Because <laughs> your payback's coming. It's gonna be nasty. Just like that. Oh man. Oh. We need to get out of here. Did you let one go? Yeah. 
Make sure that's out of auxiliary, dumbass. You didn't do that yesterday. Whatever. I didn't put it in yesterday. All right. I guess that's the show. We figured out Tommy's a loser. Tommy's going to take an ex-girlfriend to the HF Festival. That he's been but in love with ever since he broke up with her. No, it was a year later that I realized. And will she be my ex-girlfriend after the show? Yeah, that's the question. Yes. yes. She's going to be your ex-girlfriend forever. And then you're going to be in here sad the next week. I can't. You know what? That's going to be the that's most... A, you guys aren't invited to the wedding. That's, that's the <laughs> We don't want to go. We'd have to pay. That's going to be the most beautiful thing on Monday to see how sad you are. When she when nothing happened, you're expecting a kiss on Saturday, aren't you? Expecting more than that. You no. are, and it's not going to happen. She's if she does kiss you, you know what she's been doing. Tuffman. Gargle. See why I don't like Oh, God, out. no more. No more. One more call. Because we're getting out of here. Joe, you're in the hideout on JFK. Oh, I tell you, it's lovely to be in the hideout, but ex-girlfriend? Come on. What, what kind, seriously, what kind of loser? There's, like, seriously, there are millions and millions of women in the Washington, D.C. area. You're stuck on one. Yeah. You know how many women would want to go to the HF Festival? Do you know how much Tang Big O is probably getting over at HFS? Oh, there's Dukes. He's got nothing. He's liking it. Exactly. I got nothing. I'm on the radio. What are you doing? You're calling in. Yeah, but he's not taking his ex-girlfriend to he a show. He doesn't stuff. have an ex-girlfriend. He's with the girl now. He's not a loser. He's probably worse <laughs> off than Matt. <laughs> Look at him. He's all irritated. <laughs> Look at yeah. the caller. He's like, I know everything. <laughs> From a listening to a radio hate, show. Why do you hate the caller so much? think they know more than they do. Hide out. You're on the air. What name you want to go by? You've been screening calls too long already. What do you, yeah, what do you think about Tommy? Yo, are y'all taking me more calls? <laughs> yeah, uh, you're on the air right now. You're on the air oh, right now. Real? Hurry, go. Yeah, it is K Dog, man. What's up? Yo. Oh, what's up, K Actually, we talked to K Dog uh, on the IM earlier. Just real quick, is he a loser? Yeah, man. And he got to worry about how big that girl's new man is. Cause <laughs> no, get, no, I don't up. have to worry about that. <laughs> uh, that's one thing I don't have to worry about. It's all used. Who is this? Meatloafing. Sideshow? Tommy's a fag. Tommy's a virgin. We'll go out on that note. All right, on that note, we out, bitch. We'll talk. Hey, I need you to call me later, you son of a bitch. You're supposed to do a bit, and you've been missing on us. It's going to happen tomorrow night, my friend. All right, we'll Good. see you later. Not if I can help it. All right, there it is, the hideout, 106.7 WJFK. I wonder who he's, if he's dating anyone I can steal again. We out, bitch. 5,000. 5,000. Tommy's a virgin. Tommy's a fag. Tommy's a virgin. Tommy's a fag. Tommy's a virgin. Tommy's a fag. Tommy's a virgin. Oh God, no more. No. Tommy's a fag, Tommy's a virgin.
Tommy's a fag. Tommy's a virgin. Douche chill. Wendell, it's Tommy. Tommy Bateman. I don't mean for this to be awkward, but ever since the makeover, I find myself drawn to you. While I often daydream about your former rugged grizzly bear look, I find your new appearance both soft and masculine. I just wish I had the clippings from your beard so I could staple them to my chin and pretend to be you, my love. Finally, I know Hefe gave you his bicycle. Now more than ever, I wish my face were a bicycle seat. I love you, buddy. To check next, enter five. Delete, six. Archive, seven. Timestamp, eight. Redirect, nine. Douche chill. Not interested.